El okay. OGV. El okay. OGV episode 19. We um, tried to record this last night. We had some severe technical difficulties, so severe. that's just kind of what happens. We're uh, we're competing through it. That's that's kind of our adversity. You know, Giannis can't hit free throws. We just had shit internet. Um, so OGV episode 19. We got a pack show, a lot to uncover. Lex, you want to start us off? A little golf course degenerates. Yes, our sponsor, Golf Course Degenerates. Again, rocking the hat. As I've mentioned before, they have great. Um, swag. They got bucket hats, polos, golf balls, you name it. They got it. They got a great Instagram page, golf course degenerates are posting all the time. Um, give them a follow. And I think they're going to hook you up with some gear, aren't they? Yeah. I've been talking to Michael about it. Uh, it's in the works. Um, I told him I'd wear it for the vlog. I'd, I'd, you know, do whatever I can to help his, uh, his little brand that he's got going because I like it. I like it. Um, he posted some, Instagram story. I think he is coming out with a golf vlog. He posted some Instagram story that just looked outrageous. It was him in Palm Springs. I don't know who he was with, but it, there was tons of girls there. It looked like they weren't on a golf course. They were at a pool <laughs> at night. It looked like this big night pool party. And he said, you know, golf vlog coming out soon. I was just replied like, LOL. I thought that was so funny. Um, so I love what he's doing. And uh, I like this little burgeoning partnership that we got going on. Yeah, we might have to collab on a video at some point here. We'll see. We'll see what they do. See what he says. Without a doubt. All right, man. Well, I appreciate that. And uh, let's get started. start with the nba finals and then we'll get into the the british open once again it is my show i call the shots um actually actually before before this um we have shout out one shout out shout out to known ogv fan um and he was a fan of the uh long ball podcast darren mccacken long beach state's finest the dirt bag Made his major league debut today, so yesterday when this episode comes out, um, and he threw five no hit innings, got two at bats. It's awesome, but yeah, he's a, he's a fan of the show. He is what you call a Razanite. Um, he's a fan of Razo. Um, so, shout out to Darren McCacken. Yeah, I don't remember if I faced him, but I that can't bode well for me because if I did, it means I didn't do anything good. Um, but I saw him put some good wood on the ball today. I'm sure he hasn't hit since high school. So uh, congrats on the five shutout, no hit innings, and a couple at bats, Darren McCacken. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that he just got in the game, got uh, got some abs out there. Yeah, really that's not awesome. a not a bad swing at all. Um, also, oh. shout out to John Middlecoff. He was sharing, you know, the vlog he posted. He was posting it on his Instagram. 
Um, blog's doing well. I've gotten great feedback. Thank you to everyone that tuned in. But yeah, Middlecoff was great. He's been giving me some advice. Um, he's just such a cool dude. Kind of, he really reminds me a lot of Sleaze. If you don't know Sleaze, uh, I've interviewed him once. And he's been on the uh, golf vlog as well of Golf Subpar. Uh, but yeah, Middlecoff's the man. Shout out to him. Uh, did you, what did you think of the vlog? So I was caught bits and pieces. I will admit I haven't seen the whole thing. Middlecoff. It's long. Great guy. I thought it was hilarious how you, you know, hit a ball into the houses. That's always one of my favorite parts. I'm a huge, uh, a huge fan that he's adapted the Hadouken drive, you know, yeah. hit the ball, yell Hadouken at the top of your lungs. I give you and shout out Blake Peters full credit for starting Hadouken. I hope that catches on. Um, and he's a good golfer. Yeah, sounds like really he, good. Sounds like he put up a, a great back nine and, um, you know, is just all around a good golfer. Looked, looked like he had a great swing. Yeah, he really does. Uh, he said he's been playing for 20 some years, but he does have a really good swing. He swings out of his ass, which I always can respect someone like that. But the fact that we kind of got a grown man to have, I don't want to say an out of body experience. I don't know how primal he really <laughs> gets on the golf course, but the fact that we got a grown man um, to yell Hadouken at the top of his lungs uh, that's, I'm going to give myself a pat on the back for that because I, that really good accomplishment by me. I hope that catches on. I hope it makes its way into the corn fairy PGA celebrity tour, everything. And I hope, uh, you get credit for it. Thank you, Lex. I appreciate that. You're welcome. NBA finals, Giannis, a 50 burger, the closeout game done a complete 180 on the bucks. I called them frauds. I said Middleton can't win. You can't win with Middleton as the number two. Sometimes, you know, you really enjoy being wrong. This is one of exactly one of those cases where I have just grown to really, really enjoy this team, watching that team a lot. And I, I'm happy to be humbled. I'm happy. They just slapped me in the face. Um, I'm Giannis. These clips of Giannis at Chick-fil-A today, I mean, he's just one of them in a league where most of these guys are just so far removed from reality. Giannis and Steph truly seem like, you know, two of the most just normal dudes out there. I mean, they brought back a tweet today from when he first came to the NBA, you know, because first of all, I mean, the guy was sending home all his money and didn't have any money, just was sending it all home. Like, first of all, great guy. His tweet was like, just had a smoothie for the first time. God bless America. Like, you know, that's all it takes for that guy to be happy. And it doesn't seem like he's changed that much. There's been a few of those. Uh, he posted a picture of a corn dog a while ago. Just tried my <laughs> first corn dog. Then he said, just had my first Kool-Aid. So all of these tweets that are resurfacing from him just trying new stuff in America, I hope there's just hundreds of them of him, you know, trying a chili dog. Um, you know, trying maybe comparing in and out in Whataburger, like his un, he's unintentionally hilarious with it. And it's like, it's very wholesome. It kind of just put, you can't oh. help but put a smile on your face. And this, this Chick-fil-A example for, if you haven't seen the video, he goes to Chick-fil-A and makes it very clear that he's ordering 50 chicken nuggets because of his 50 piece last night. And to him, I got to imagine he's like, all right, I'm going to go do something ridiculous. And it's like 50 chicken nuggets or an NBA player is making, you know, tens, hundreds of millions of dollars. It's really nothing, but I can just tell it's like, it makes him happy and he thinks it's hilarious. And so do we. 
he also had the respect for the worker to ask the worker if they minded being on a stream of you know 150,000 people. So that's guy. just in and of itself, great guy. He's celebrating the right way. How would you celebrate an NBA title? Like what is what's on the agenda that next day? Oh, the next day. You're the finals MVP. Lex, the glory. Everything you could have ever wanted is yours. I'm just thinking about that night. Like how first of all, how did Giannis even make it out? today i mean i'm thinking you got to be going out with your teammates just unlimited tab wherever you want is kind of the play um gosh i'd have to think about that let me turn the tables to you real quick i know you got an answer for this and i'll think about it you can come back to me what would you do the next day yeah i'm calling the private jet company i'm sending my parents to mallorca spain and they're just going to have a time there so that's first thing on the agenda take care of the parents you got me here all the travel ball games, all the fucking bullshit that you had to deal with, go to Spain. Um, and then I'm calling the private jet company again, maybe after a shower or something like that. And I'm asking the boys, where do we want to go? Where do we want to go? I'm going to call you. I'm going to call Peters. I'm going to call Randy. I'm going to call Brad, uh, Dave, Ash. Where do you guys want to go? Because you're coming with, and whether it be Miami, Ibiza, Vegas, um, there's a couple that I'm just going to say no to. Like, if you guys wanted to go to London, I'm out. <laughs> um, if you guys want to First of all, I'm, I'm all in. You're a selfless guy. I love the way you're taking care of everyone. But how do you think that private jets work? Do you think that these are just like Ubers that you just go ahead and call them and you just get picked up immediately or – you know, how does that work? I would imagine so. It's kind of like an Uber. <laughs> I don't think just, it is. I'm sure they have scheduled flights. It's not like Uber where it's, oh, yeah, private jet's going to just, you know, land at Continental Golf Course. And then you guys. I know that, but on. they're, hey, man, can I, can you get a pilot? Can you hire a pilot and get it ready for me in the next, you know, 30, 30 minutes to an hour? They fucking better. I just won the NBA title and I won the finals MVP. So if you're not scrambling, <laughs> take care of the, the boys then like what are we doing what type of company is that yeah then what type of private jet company are you man um i love it man so what are you doing are you leaving your teammates in the dust are you partying with your teammates, no, the teammates are coming everyone's come everyone oh, what is oh. it will ferrell and old school everyone's doing it everyone's streaking through the quad yes so you might need more than just a private jet you might need to just book a full plane a private like 737 like just book all this, all the seats on the Southwest flight. I'm <laughs> that wouldn't be a bad idea, but there's, <clears throat> there's no Southwest flights that are leaving at God knows what hour I'm getting done with my press conference, booking my parents, private plane, rallying right, right. the boys together. I mean, I would imagine you guys would have been at the game. So oh, for that sure. way it would be, it would be a lot easier to rally oh. you guys up there. You guys wouldn't have to like get a connecting flight or something like that. But I, I, I don't think that's a bad idea. I'm picturing the private jet uh, that Kanye West uses in that episode of Entourage where it's a full a, plane, a massive plane. Yeah. That's the type of private that's jet. That's a good episode. You what's have the, to go, you have to the, go all out if you're going to win the title. Yeah. What's the, or is it, 
Kanye West has a plane and then it like doesn't happen or something. And Cubans like, you want to take my plane or something? And it's just a massive plane or do I have that wrong? You or does Kanye have, have the wrong. So Kanye has the full, the full enormous plane that they all just get on. Right. So they have this private plane scheduled to go to the con uh, music, music festi- film, yeah. film festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have this little plane and they don't have enough seats. So they're going to kick drama out. And then, they run, <laughs> and then they run into Kanye West at the airport. And, and T.I.? Like, hey, do you got room? I don't know. I don't know if T.I. is with them. I, don't God, think I just have – my them. memory is not, is not right on that episode. You have all your cameos, your entourage cameos mixed up. I mean, there's one in every episode. My favorite one is the Matt Damon. My favorite entourage episode is the Matt Damon one where he just keeps threatening Vince. And then at the very just end, give me the money, Vince. At the very end, he's going with LeBron and none other than Jim Edmonds on the <laughs> to go. It's just Jim Edmonds in the flesh. Oh my god, I don't remember the Jim Edmonds being part of that. That's awesome. I mean, this is like mid early two thousands though. Jim Edmonds was a he's stud. At his yeah, that was might have been at his peak when he made that catch on the the hill. Remember the Astros had that gigantic hill in center field. Can't believe it. That's such with a, a flag <laughs> with a flagpole in the middle of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the stupidest thing. But I you hit a ball. It. You hit a ball four thirty five, and it just doinks off the the pole just, and stays in the yard. It's like you're hitting a sixty. You just stick it in the. On the <laughs> <hill>. <laughs> um, um, I know we're getting off tangent here, but I think my favorite entourage cameo is the the Tom Brady where drama breaks Tom Brady's driver. Yeah, that's a good one. And Tom Brady gives him his driver, and it's like. Oh man, is this custom? Mine's off the rack. It's just so relatable. Right. And then he still fucks up. Like it's just, you know, it's the same as everyone else. It's like it's the grip. I just had this re- <laughs> I just had it regripped. It's gotta be the club. Yeah. Um, entourage, great cameos. So are you kind of in the same boat? Just you're flying, I, yeah, realist- flying realistic- somewhere. Realistically, it's picking a, a destination, renting out an entire, you know, hotel resort you know, beach club, something along those lines and just having it be all my friends and family, all their friends and family, just a great party, but all with people that we, we know, you know, that's the best. I might rent out all of old town, literally old town every street. bar, bottle blonde, riot house, Casa, my uh, district. And we're just having one gigantic party on old town. You close off. I think you might, you might want to invite more people though. Like you're going to want a couple thousand oh, yeah, people. Yeah. 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 Oh, absolutely. This will be like a Project X level. Uh, Let's go. Project, I guess. Project Le- Project X Project level Lex. party. Project Lex. That's what we'd call it if you won the finals MVP. Yep. I'll plan on that. All right. So good talk. NBA finals. We got anything else on that? Warriors coming for that ass. Yeah, Warriors look good. They got the 7th and 14th pick. We'll see what they do with that if they want to trade it. I do just want to take a step back. You can cut this out later if you don't want it, but I was on the same boat with the Bucks, man. I thought they might lose. They played the Hawks, right? Yeah. They played the Hawks, thought they might lose to the Hawks, and then they played the Nets and beat the Nets. Do I have that right? Or did they never they play might the have, Nets? They might have played the – no, they beat the Nets in seven in the second round. Yeah, so I thought they were going to lose to the Nets, beat the Nets, then they played the Hawks, and the Hawks looked like they might do some damage, and I had just written them off. I mean, I wasn't watching every game in the playoffs. There's so many gosh darn NBA playoff games. More teams make the playoffs than don't. But then they got to the finals, and I was, I was pleasantly surprised. 
I was rooting for the Suns, but man, I was impressed by the Bucks. I was impressed by Giannis. So cheers to them. It seemed like everything with the Suns was all external. It wasn't, I mean, they were running through teams on the court. Obviously they have a super talented team, but you know, they had the Suns and four guy, um, you know, and then their record after the group section was the second best <laughs> in the NBA. So I, a lot of the stuff was happening off the court. You're just like, Oh, this is a team of destiny. They were getting a lot takes, of energy from fans. Right. It just takes it takes greatness to stop that. And Giannis is greatness. Agree. Open championship. We had you had been and we talked about this last night before our, our technical difficulties. Um, you were extremely wrong and you just kept saying that Colin Morikawa was this excellent putter when he's, you know, towards the bottom of the tour and putting, you were saying that with confidence though, which I like it, fake it till you make it. If you say something with conviction, people are going to believe you. Um, and then you just kind of willed it into existence. He won that tournament with his putter getting up and down. He was, he's been the best ball striker on tour this whole year. Um, but yeah, he's been a little inconsistent with the putter, but my God, he's, he's fucking nails, man. He's absolutely nails. Yeah, I'd actually like to to take away some of my credit. It was either the PGA Championship or the the US Open where I made that claim. I did my research. I thought I was making a claim off of facts and research, but apparently I was wrong. Goes out and has a has a horrible time with the putter. And you called me out on it and I think I kind of admitted it when really I should have just held strong. But here I am and I'm going to take credit for him being a great putter now. And um that's all I got to say about it. It was a great take by me a long time ago. It was, it was, you should have, you know, kept with it, but at the same time, I mean, my God, man, this dude, when you see Spieth went on his run, when Kepka went on his run, these guys have, and it's not like Spieth didn't play well enough to win. He was four under on the day, but he missed some key opportunities that he could have taken advantage of. And when you see a guy like that on the other side, and I don't know how far behind or how far ahead he was of him, but when you see the watch over that leaderboard and this dude's making birdies, he's saving par, you hear the crowd applauding as a human being. I don't know how you're not thinking about that. Like, shit, I got to make something happen here. Your butthole, you pucker up a little bit. Um, and then that's how you kind of make a mistake. Now, Jordan didn't make a mistake in particular, but he didn't take advantage of the opportunities that he had. And that's just kind of the effect that some of these greatness guys, that's what I'll call them. Greatness guys have on some of the competition. I mean, it's to an extreme with Jordan and Brady and those guys, but in golf, obviously tigers in that category too, but in golf, these guys that have gone on these little mini runs, when you see Kepka's at the top, you're like, shit, I got to make something happen. I think Jordan had the same exact way and, and Morikawa is young, but I think he has that effect on the field already. I completely agree. And credit to Morikawa. You can also flip that as well. You're 24. You're the last round of the day. You're seeing everything before you guys are staying close, but you know, all you have to do is play your game easier said than done. The pressure's on and you know, that's all you have to do. That could have easily blown up into a, you know, a horrible round. We've seen it happen. I think in a, every major this year, it just hasn't, you know, the leaders or some guys at the top have really just given it away. And he just played his game and played a great game and attacked pins and played it smart. 
um, and made some big putts. And it was really, you know, it was never actually that close. He just had it the entire time. Speaking of attacking pins, the course got dominated. Royal St. George's. I feel like all courses across the pond are either Royal St. George. It's always a saint. There's a saint involved with every course, um, you know, in the always. UK. Saints, baby. But fuck, like this course is short. They just rely so heavily. I was talking to some guy, um, a, a trusted source that just said these these courses rely so much on the wind playing a factor, you know, right on the ocean. It was beautiful weather there. And these guys dominated the course. It wasn't like it was short. I don't I, I if you're in the bunker, you're in trouble. Like that's death. But other than that, you could pretty much get up and down everywhere. There's a couple of tricky OB spots, blah, blah, blah. I wasn't impressed with the course. I was not impressed with this link style, um, you know, buttoned up, have my tea and muffin style golf. The thing is that all those things also play at the other majors, but they also make them long as hell. And they also make the greens firm as hell. The greens were soft. There was no wind, which obviously you can't control. But we're talking about, I'm trying to think here, Kiwa. Is that how you say it? Kiwa? Kiawa. Kiawa. They made that, that course long as they can make it. The wind's blowing off the ocean the entire time. The rough is, you know, super thick. You don't want to be in that. I mean, that's like on another level. I don't really know how you would make these links courses harder. I guess you'd. You can lengthen them. I guess you can put bunkers in the middle of the fairway or narrow up the fairways, but it's. I think uh, you narrow up the fairways is the. That's the only logical thing that I can think of. But yeah, these guys did what they should have done with that course. Short course, no wind. They dominated it. Uh, I think I said this yesterday, but the average score on each round had to be under par, where every other major, it wasn't. Yeah, the, the cut line was what? Minus two this weekend? It was under par under par so you had to go low which i mean don't get me wrong that's very fun to watch i love when guys are just making birdies there was fuck man the the first two days guys were just throwing darts left and right like saturday was a day where things kind of slowed down a little bit and then it picked a little bit back up on sunday but yeah thursday friday these guys are you were just seeing pin seekers all day which is fun to watch but once again it just makes you question the brits in their golf game i like it because anyone can make a run you know if you're down three or four strokes you know you have a chance you can make some big um, shots there's some eagles out there so there's some birdies out there but you almost risk like not actually finding the best golfer if that makes sense for these other courses and the conditions they're in you really have to be on your on your best day game to even you know make the cut and play on um, it ended up working out and you know, that could be a weird take and I could be completely wrong about that, but it's just a thought. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I could see that. So you're saying more was not the best golfer. Um, no, he definitely, <laughs> he definitely was the best golfer, but I'm just saying, you see all these other tournaments where the scores are, you know, they're not majors. The scores are low, low, you know, it's minus 15, minus right. 16. There's a lot of golfers that can do that. You know, there's not a lot of golfers when there's only, I don't know, 10 guys under par at the masters that can play at that level. And it ends up being just the best of the best. Right. As Will Smith would say, the best of the best of the best, sir. 
Anything else before we get to Bryson versus Cobra? That was the oh, I just didn't want, I did want to mention for our fans out there. You know, I've talked about this with you guys, but if you if you're wondering why you didn't see uh, Sung J M or Siwoo Kim out there this past weekend, they're actually playing for something a lot greater in the Olympics. And I I got to check it, but I believe if they medal at the Olympics, they do not have to serve their mandatory military time for South Korea. So they are preparing for that because it means so much of them. You can, you can bet on me betting on them at the Olympics. So they have to get, you know, bronze, silver, bronze, golds. That's going to be really hard. Have you seen the field? Yes. And I don't know if they both have to medal, but if if they, I think, I think how the Olympics works is it's still individual. Like obviously you're playing for your country, but it's individual. So if one of them medals, you know, you're good, you're done. But if the other one doesn't, sorry, buddy, two years, military time. Now I can't imagine they're going to put Sung Jae or Si Woo on the front lines on the border <laughs> of North Korea. I shouldn't even laugh about ne- that. To negotiate. But it is, I mean, it is wild. Did Shinsu Chu ever serve his uh, military time? That's a good question. I can look that up real quick. I mean, Maybe, they're, they're losing two years in, in the primes of their career. Right, right. And so... I mean, if you're one of these other golfers out there, I get it. It's one less guy, one less competition on tour, but that's still your tour mate. I mean, if you got a putt, I think Rom said, if I got a putt to win it or or something to help these guys, I may consider helping them, which absolutely be a team guy one time. If JT is on the border of not meddling and Siwoo is on the border of, of meddling. Like if, the, if them two are just right back to back and JT has this putt to win it, he's got to miss that. Dude, do you want to hear, I'm reading about um, Shinsu Shu. Do you want to hear about this? Yeah, let's hear it. This is from 2010. I was not aware of this at all. South Korea's baseball gold medal in the Asian Games on Friday allows Shin Su Chu to stay on the Cleveland Indians roster for next season instead of reporting to mandatory military service. Quote from Indians manager Manny Acta, it's a great relief for Chu and all of us too. We're talking about a great player in the prime of his career. I feel happy for Chu, but also for the Cleveland Indians because it won't lose one of its best players for a long period of time. Wow, how is that not a bigger story? Yeah, dude. I, I remember seeing that. I knew that he finessed out of it somehow. Some wait. So it's the Asian Games. So uh, what are what's the criteria here? Is it only Olympics for golfers? I know. Because like, let's just... say Sung Jm won the Masters. He's like, hey, buddy. I know you won the Masters, but you didn't medal. So maybe it's just anywhere grab, where grab a, there's I'll a medal, say. or anywhere where there's the word games after it. International games, Asian games, European games. Olympic games, if there's a medal to win, you're done with military service. I'm guessing that that's it. I I'm not familiar with uh, <laughs> South Korean legislation. So, uh, but anyway, just an interesting note as to why they weren't there. They've been at every major tournament recently. And, uh, you know, if that's on your radar, it'll certainly be more interesting to watch them play in the Olympics. That's nuts, man. I, I couldn't imagine how much my palms would be sweating if I got a five footer to to not allow me to go to war or just go in the military. Oh my god, a five footer. I'm missing that. I'm missing that ten times out of ten. Same here. Fuck. All right. Do you want to um talk about Bryson versus Cobra at all? I mean, it's it's just kind of 
par for the course with Bryson. He has now said that he did not, uh, he played pretty well in that final round um, at Torrey Pines, which he didn't. He, <laughs> shot said a 44. That he shot a 44 on the back nine. He has said that what other excuses has he made other than his well, driver? He fired, sucks. he fired his caddy. Fired his caddy. Um, there's just, it's a domino effect of why Bryson just hasn't been playing well and a lack of self reflection, in my opinion. And I think a lot of other people's opinion. He said his driver sucks. Some random, I don't know if this is a random Cobra rep. I don't know how high up he is. I'm assuming it's not just some run of the mill club fitter, but <laughs> some Cobra rep decided to fire back at Bryson, called him an eight year old, and basically put him in a body bag and forced Bryson to apologize to them, which I've oh, never he, seen before. Oh, he did apologize. Bryson apologized. Yeah. Now, I've literally never seen that before where. Think of someone, think of if um, someone from Nike called, like Tiger made a comment, my driver wasn't that good today, subtly, and someone from Nike just called out Tiger or um, Under Armour called out Steph Curry or something like that. And then Steph Curry was the one that apologized. That's pretty much what, like Cobra, uh, Bryson is Cobra's guy. I, I get they have Ricky, but Bryson is Cobra's guy. Yeah, I... I imagine these conversations actually happen more behind the scenes than we think. I think there are probably a lot of players that, you know, get in the grill of the people that are sponsoring them because they have to use their equipment, right? So they want it to be good and they're probably, you know, on their ass making sure that it's good enough to spec for what they want. They're the best in the world. But to publicly come out and <laughs> and to blame the driver face for not being good on mishits just, like that sentence just doesn't make sense. If you've ever played golf, like why would you be rewarded for miss hitting the golf ball? Isn't that why you're one of the top golfers in the world? So just a, a ridiculous, not thought out statement. Um, I'm glad, I'm glad Cobra clapped back at him. Um, I, I just thought it was over, overall like hilarious. Like, dude, what, what are you expecting here? Just swing as hard as you can. And it goes down the middle every time. It's not how golf works. Yeah, the harder you swing, the tougher it is to um, actually hit it square. He's <laughs> isn't trying that his, to swing as hard as he possibly can. Isn't that his whole like mantra? Like, I don't care where this lands. I just want distance. Like, dude, okay, well, that. why all of a sudden are you expecting it to go in the fairway? Yeah, man. At some point, he's got to swallow his pride, too, because he's a pretty good long iron player. Like, he can hit, drill a driving iron very far and put himself in better positions rather than just trying to fucking let it eat all the goddamn time. Especially for a guy that is not a good wedge player for a long time there. He was great at driving. He was up there and driving distance and scoring off driver. I don't know what the stat is for that. Um, and putting and his weakness was his wedge game, but he's basically just driving the ball to then hit a wedge every time. I'm like, why don't we just put one in the fairway 315 out? No one's complaining about that. And then, right. your, then, you know, you're pitching well, you're nine iron, eight, seven, those clubs that you actually hit well. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's like, if he just can't swallow his pride and take a step That's back. what I'm saying. Like he just like, has to swallow just, his pride. Like he, he's just like been this long driver guy and he wants to continue like to be that guy. But dude, I actually don't think that that's worked for him at all this year. We saw it in the masters. He, kept he would just it's like a picture a pitcher that is consistently getting beat at a certain spot of the plate 
he just kept hitting driver on these holes that you cannot go driver on at the mat at Augusta. And he's putting himself in these shitty positions like, bro, lay off a little bit. You could literally just hit a five iron off the tee on a lot of these holes and still be perfectly fine with how far you hit the ball. The funny thing about the Masters, too, is the Masters from 2020 happened late. So the time between the two Masters was like a couple months. And he did the same thing both times and just <laughs> shit the bed both times. I'm like, what are we doing? Yeah. I mean, anyway, that's my rant on Bryson. Yeah. Um, tough, tough. Another tough one for him. Just wildly inconsistent. But I don't think he's a bad guy. I just think he's a little introverted in an extroverted world is my kind of that's kind of my my take, my observation with with Bryson. Yeah, I think ma- he's trying- mastered the art of PR. Yeah, after watching him on that the challenge with Rogers and Brady and Phil, he's just a weird, awkward guy trying to fit in, trying to figure out how he fits into this whole thing. And he's made some out-of-pocket comments that he probably shouldn't have made, but I don't think he's a bad guy either. No, and Rogers very clearly liked him less and less throughout that whole <laughs> match. I think Phil just goes giving him shit the whole time too. MLB, it's the second half of the season. What you, did you catch the Home Run Derby All-Star game? What would you think? I honestly watched a little bit of the Home Run Derby and then didn't watch the All-Star game. I, I saw highlights of it, but uh, no, I, I, I put $5 on Gallo and Olsen, and they both lost by one home run in the first round and were done. So that was basically it for me. Yeah, I, wa- I was able to get the Home Run Derby, catch the Home Run Derby. Gallo, I tweeted about it. Gallo was swinging as if this is the first round of BP and he's just kind of getting loose. Um, The first, I want to say like minute and a half or something like that of his round, it looked like he was barely swinging and he was not hitting any home runs. He got hot at the end. Uh, But I thought it was a great, overall great production. Vladdy was awesome. Pete Alonzo really reminds me of the, the Mets dude. I'm sure he's a great guy. But he reminds me of the Mets guy from Rookie of the Year. Uh, just gigantic, big, you know, meathead. <laughs> I don't think Pete Alonzo is quite on steroids like that guy. He just seems but thick. He's a thick boy. But I thought Major League Baseball always does a good job with the All-Star game. Ever since they eliminated that stupid fucking home field advantage rule. Um, I, I think they, the home run derby is definitely the best like skill challenge of any sport. Um, and I, I think, I think baseball's getting cool again. I'm with you. I actually, every year I'm like, yeah, the home run derby, it's not that cool. And I find myself literally standing up yelling, like, let's go feed it to him. I was just getting pissed because they like, didn't have to wait this year. And I would, they were just Trey Mancini shout out Trey Mancini's BP thrower and Trey Mancini was just, you know, rifling on one after the other, probably got like 10 more swings than. A lot of the other guys who were just like taking their sweet time. I'm like, let's go, let's get these pitches flying. Yeah. Um, but I, I was, I was yelling at the TV because it was a lot of those matchups were close. Yeah, it was great. It was great. And then we had some wave. You got anything else on the All Star break before we get into Travis Scott with Rob Manfred? <laughs> uh, no, nah, we don't. Otani's Otani. We don't need to talk about him. He's. We talk about Otani. I like to talk about Otani a lot. So we don't need to, if you, if you've been following baseball at all recently, you know what's up with Otani. So he's the face of baseball. That's really all you need to know. He's amazing. He puts, I'm not often starstruck, 
And he put makes me get like chills when he takes the field when he steps in between the lines. It's uh, and everyone wants him to do the, all this cool stuff too. You know, they pitch him, they start him in the All Star game, they hit him lead off, they let him, you know, play in the or hit in the home run derby. Actually, he you know is the most deserving to hit in the home run derby. But then the, you know the Angels pitch him and hit him on the same day. They try to play him every day. I I love that they're just letting him. They're not trying to load manage the guy. They're just letting him play. Yeah, he's going to be the reason that Vlad Jr. may not win the Triple Crown. Because is he he's just behind in home runs? Yeah, he's going to lead the league in home runs. I mean, those two guys have been awesome. Yeah, it's like I said, baseball is getting cool again. We haven't even mentioned Tatis, Acuna. Shout out Acuna, wishing you a speedy recovery, brother. But um, yeah, ba- baseball's got some cool cats again, which which I love. Yep. That's all I got in the all-star game. Yeah. Speaking of cool cats, Travis Scott posted, uh, he took the internet kind of by storm the other night by just posting a picture with Rob Manfred. And I knew that Travis Scott was an Astros fan, but I had no idea he knew Rob Manfred or what his relationship was. What do you think some of the content of that conversation went with, or do you think they just kind of took the picture and then went on their merry way? Well, I was going to ask you, do you know what the context of that picture was? Like, was it at the All-Star game or the ESPYs or? So I saw it was at a party. Some party. (laughs) Rob Rob Manfred and Travis Scott are at the same party? Yeah, it was. I forgot whose party it was at, but it was, you know, a couple weeks ago. The the only thing that I'm confused is how is Travis Scott just scrolling through his phone at this time, like two weeks later, he's just like, yep, now's a good time to post a picture (laughs) with Bob. It's one of the more random pictures I've seen recently. I, I can't even imagine imagine those two communicating because Rob Manfred, you know, already seems like a freak just announcing the picks of the MLB draft, talking to a rapper. I I I couldn't even guess what one sentence of that conversation was like. Yeah, what a meeting of the minds. Honestly, I I don't know if Manfred. I could see Manfred consulting Travis Scott on the changes, the upcoming changes in MLB. It seems like now I'm not, this is not to bash Travis Scott in any way. I'm sure he's got a plethora, you know, a great wealth of baseball knowledge, but I don't think he's probably the one that we should be consulting when it comes to, you know, the runner on second extra inning rule, the sticky stuff. But I could see Rob Manfred really thinking he's like, you know, who I'm going to really pick their brain about. Um, you know, when it comes to the sticky stuff is Travis Scott. I could also see it. <laughs> I'm picturing this scenario in my head where they're at this party and Rob Manfred's the awkward guy just walking around by himself, like doesn't have, like he's not with anyone and just kind of sees Travis Scott and walks up to him and is like, it's super loud. You know, they can't really hear each other. He's like, hey man, I love sicko mode or something like that. Like yeah. that's how that conversation starts. And Travis Scott's just like, I don't know who you are, but let's take a picture. And then realizes later that's Rob Manfred. So that's kind of my long-winded prediction of what happened at that party. So you think Manfred was a fan of is like a fan of Travis Scott's? I don't know, but I think I think Manfred's a dork and was looking for someone to talk to at this party. No one. Figured, Travis Scott's my Travis Scott's my guy that I'm going to go up to and try and befriend. I'm picturing Travis Scott just having a baseball on hand too. And they're just like kind of going over grips. They're oh like, my yeah, God. See, like this is how the sticky stuff <laughs> is affecting like Travis Scott's just got a four seam grip 
And then all of a sudden, like, you know, Rob Manfred's like, hey, how do you grip your curveball? And then, you know, Travis Scott's just kind of, is he a spike curve guy? Is he a Vulcan change guy? Um, but Travis Scott does strike me as a guy that could sling the pill back in the day. I mean, don't we actually have a video of him throwing a first pitch and it being like horrible? That's 50 cent. <laughs> don't get me started on the 50 cent first pitch. <laughs> that was one of the all time best first pitches. Well, and one of the, all right, hold on. I'm watching it right now. And one of the all time funniest like vines ever created off of that 50 cent one. Yeah. Where basically Vladimir Guerrero hits that pitch yeah. because he hits everything. <laughs> Wait, That's so what old, was the old, the old Vlad Guerrero? All right. So I'm watching Cactus Vlad Jack. Vlad Guerrero Sr. Vlad Guerrero Sr. Dude, how do I get this fucking video started? All right. It's 10 seconds. Here he goes. Let's see if he's good or not. He's thrown he from like... the mound. He's thrown from the mound. He's a righty. He's wearing camo pants, Astros jersey. Yeah, he got it to the plate. He's fine. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. I could see Travis Scott. He probably pitched back in the day. I think they were going over sticky stuff. Um, Travis Scott, maybe he is an Astros fan, so maybe like he's thanking him, like, thank you for not suspending any of the Astros with cheating scandal. Probably. Um, that, that had to have come up. I bet Travis Scott knows a great deal about that. You know, I would... The public has no idea the lengths the Astros went or all these other teams, because all these other teams were definitely cheating as well. But Travis Scott's definitely in the know of a lot of the inner workings of Major League Baseball because of this picture. Yeah, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall for that conversation for sure. Or just kind of in inserted myself in the conversation too. Yeah, if you if you're accepted by those two guys into the conversation, great. But at least listening to it. Yeah, for sure. We got anything else on T Scott with Bob? <laughs> no, that's good. Okay. It's time for decompression. Yep. My favorite segment. Is this your favorite segment too? Decompression? Yeah. Depends on the topic. I think we've had some really good topics that are really Lately. funny. Uh, I think for the most part we have, um, but we've also had some funny clips. So I, I can't say for sure. It's my favorite, but I like your topic a lot this week. So Go ahead and take it away. So, yeah, this topic, um, it came to me when I was driving in the car. I believe I was coming home from the gym. And I found myself uh, singing along to One Direction's That's What Makes You Beautiful. Like, full pitch in the car. Yep. I just caught myself singing very, very loudly. It's a great song. It's a catchy song. And I'm like, fuck, yeah, that's when, you know, it hit me. It hit me like a sack of potatoes. What are your... <laughs> Is that a saying? <laughs> Some kid, uh, Ryan Jensen said it in one of our vlogs, one of our golf vlogs, where he was telling a story about how he drilled some guy. And he's like, he went down like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> and I was like, I'm just going to start using sack of potatoes. I like thought about that for a second. I'm like, what? When that doesn't really happen that often. Anyway, hit you like a sack of potatoes. It hit me one like direction. a sack of potatoes. Was it on the radio or were you, was it on your iPod? So I don't have an aux cord. <laughs> I didn't uh, use that actually. Yeah, my, my Ford Escape. I don't have an aux cord. It was just kind of in a weird time in between cassette tape players and aux cords yep, where they were just making cars that they just don't have anything. They have a CD player. No yeah. It's like 2000 or 2004. I had one of those back in the day as well. Had to freaking burn CDs was my only option. Yeah. And I can't burn CDs. My laptop is small. It's like a tiny air. Right. So can't do that. I was listening to the radio and I thought like, what are your favorite 
guilty pleasure songs um, that you just find yourself kind of listening to and, and just singing along to subconsciously that are bangers. But, you know, if the average person were to kind of walk by you, they'd be like, this dude's pretty fucking weird. I mean, I have the ultimate song. Do you want me to just lead with that? Do you want me to offer another suggestion? Do you have some other songs you want to mention or do you want me to just let it rip? So before we get into that, I mentioned 1D. Giannis is a huge 1D guy. There was a video that uh, surfaced of Giannis singing and we dance all night to the best song ever. Oh, yep. No, that one. Yep. Another 1D banger. So Giannis is a huge One Direction guy. He would... He would love this discussion. Oh, yeah. This is a good discussion overall. All right. So I'll throw out one that's not my ultimate one. Um, you sent some pretty funny ones on the OGV, I think, Instagram the other day. Um, <laughs> Let Me Love You. Let Me Love You by Mario. Yep. You know that one? Do you want to sing it? Like, I don't particularly. I could, could sing the chorus a little bit. You should let me. Is that how it goes? Yep. You should let me love you. Let me be the one mm-hmm. to give yep. you everything you want and need. Yep, that's uh, that's a banger. Yeah, that's a that's banger. One that, Are we going that, snake draft, or do you want to go uh, right up again? Because you're hot right now. Your voice is warmed. No, no, come back to me. I got a good one after this. Go ahead. What's okay. yours? I got the boy, the bald-headed beast, Pitbull? Neo. Oh, Neo. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think I... <laughs> Pitbull. No, I think Pitbull is like above. I, I don't think that's guilty pleasure. I just think everyone loves Mr. Worldwide. So I oh, didn't yeah. even consider Pitbull. No, the bald headed beast. Great actor as well. Shout out Battle Los Angeles. Um, Neo, Miss Independent, uh, Sexy Love is another good one. I just yeah. find myself whenever Neo's coming on, I'm singing to it. It's good. Um. My ultimate song that comes on that I just start screaming at the top of my lungs, and you pretty much have to, uh, and it's been a classic since we were kids. The song is Unwritten by Natasha Bedingfield. You Tell me you know this. I mean, what? I can't play it because of copyright, but if you could sing <laughs> I can it. Si- yeah, you're going to yeah. know once I start singing. Yeah, Staring sing at the blank page before you. Open oh. up the dirty yep. window. Let the words that you cannot find. Reaching for something in the distance. So close you can almost taste it. Anyway, that's, that's the, the ultimate. On... Yep. Yeah, that's it. it. That's my that's the ultimate. It comes on. Just turn it up, scream it. Um that's I think a climax that for you. Yep. That's yeah, yeah, it's a climax, man. Damn, that's a good one. That's a good one. I that kind of reminded me everywhere by Michelle Branch. That's oh, yeah. a really good one. Dude. Yep. Yeah. And inside out so I can see. And when I wake yours, you never, never there. there. <laughs> you everywhere. <laughs> yep. Cause you're everywhere to me. Yeah, that's fire. That's a banger. Um, I also have Perfect by Ed Sheeran. I don't know if I know that one off the top of my head. I found the love for me. Darling, just dive right in. Follow my lead. <laughs> I mean, that's great you know, singing. 
I just don't know that one. I'm going to have to play the song after. It's this. a banger. It's a really good song. I love Ed Sheeran. I don't even know. He's kind of on that borderline, too, of guilty pleasure and just like everyone loves him. Right. But no, he's huge. Do you he's have little... any others? I got a couple more. No, you can just rip it. I, I literally only had add those two. Okay. I could think of more, but. I mean, if you think of some on the fly, let me know because I'm loving what we okay. got going here. Okay. Um shower by becky g that's a good one underrated shower by becky g I'm, I'm singing that song all the time literally um, sing that one in the shower shout out jamal wade my my old roommate from the minor leagues um he did that <clears throat> he sang that song at like some talent show uh with maryland baseball wow so, good for him yeah he was actually telling me i saw him yesterday he was telling me he wants to uh come on the show dude let's get him on here yeah i told him absolutely um i think like you know some uh, Kelly Clarkson, since you've been gone, love yeah. that one. Since you've been gone, I think any uh, any song from that Pitch Perfect soundtrack that could yep. be construed as, um, you know, guilty pleasure ish. Basically, like any pop female vocal from like the year two thousand or like nineteen ninety eight to like two thousand six. Um, See, Britney, like, Britney, shout out Free Britney. She crossed my mind, but I think once again, Britney is just a mega star she's a superstar how could you i don't think that's guilty pleasure no to be singing hit me baby one more time that's just fucking great song um i guess i got complicated by avril lavigne Mm -hmm. why you gotta be so complicated um i want it that way by the backstreet boys that's another one those guys are mega stars it's a little embarrassing though. Like it is like a boy band. Like that's on that song is on my iPod. Like it it probably shouldn't be, but it I is. I mean everybody. Everybody. <laughs> Dude. Rock your body. Great scene at the end of um This is the end with that yep. song. Um but yeah, that kind of whole genre of us just growing up listening to the radio, those pop songs. I mean, just across the board are those are the ones we're talking about. But dude, I mean, I was just thinking of, and I have a couple more here. Train, which train? train song? Uh, drops of Jupiter. Yep. Play that song. I'm singing those songs all the time. Actually, the other day, literally pulled up to some guy. I'm no bullshit. He had his window down, and he is at the top of his lungs singing "Play That Song" <laughs> by Train. I literally rolled my window down, and I was like bro like you had to yell it I'm like bro that song's a banger and he's like i know right it was great it was a good bonding moment i Dude, love that it probably made, that made his day you made his day right there i hope i did i hope i did because you shouldn't for the listeners out there for the lexanites for the rosanites don't feel bad about this like this is you should want to just let it go sometimes in the car because that's kind of how you you remain yourself you know if you're cooped up like this caged chicken and you're never allowed to just sing your heart out um it, you know things might start to get pent up a little bit so it's a good way to release totally it's it's awesome when you're driving on the freeway or driving on the road and someone's windows are are closed but you see them just like you know going off in the car just yelling screaming you're like that person's having a great day it's yeah it, everyone should be like that yeah just rocking out um last one grand finale the fray oh. i love the fray yep uh, found God. that's your corner. one that you choose 
All I guess it's good. I guess it's cool. Smoking his last cigarette. <laughs> Where were you? <laughs> yeah, anyway, we had that song on, on Rock Band. Razo would choose that one often. It's You Found Me by The Fray and would choose vocals just to have that moment right there. So he was not, he was not ashamed of that song at all, but the ask where also, you were. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you found me. Um, but yeah, some other, how to save a life over my head. The phrase just, they've got about three bangers and they're, and they're true bangers. They are very true bangers. That's kind of how I, I measure artists. It's like war in baseball. It's bangers above replacement. They have wins above replacement bangers okay. above replacement. That's kind of my metric that I use. Uh, and if I like you as an artist, so the more bangers you have, the better. I don't care about, you know, you're, you can have these mediocre songs, you know, these okay songs, play the hits, give me the hits. Yep. That's why I'm a huge Nicki, not on the, out of the studio. I think Nicki Minaj is a little weird, but in the studio, Nicki Minaj is like one of my favorite artists of oh, all yeah. time because her bangers are bangers. They're on point. Yep. Um, great discussion. Just a quick shout out. I put him on the story. Manny Fresh. He's a, one of the key Y2K rappers. We, this could be a whole other decompression segment where we're just talking about Y2K rappers, you know, young jock, the first of the youngs. Um, Manny Fresh was like one of those first guys and he, he's the man. I've been listening to a lot of Manny Fresh lately. Love it. Great shout out. We, uh, we got anything else? That was a great, fun segment. A lot of singing. We'll see. I'm kind of nervous to listen back to this. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm super self-conscious of my voice and my singing voice. So, But, hey, I, I put it out there. You can, do, you can do what you want with it. Um, Dude, just let it Take it yeah. roll. Um, that's it. No, great show. I love your topics. I love your, love your outline. Thanks for uh, making this work a second time. Always. Always. This is our job. This is our job. Um, we talked about it last uh, last night a little bit before once again technical difficulties um yeah you haven't been here a couple weeks just know your job you're not on the hot seat i'm glad to hear that glad yeah. to hear that you're not on the hot seat uh follow our instagram page ogv underscore golf i'm posting on there all the time honestly i just kind of fuck around with it but i think some of the posts are pretty funny uh, good today I, I posted a picture Someone sent me a Photoshop. I like to send uh, snaps when I put my face mask on. You know, you got to take care of the skin. I put a face mask on. I'll send a Snapchat every once in a while. Everyone, of course, takes a screenshot. Someone put my face with like Mike Budenholzer with a face <laughs> mask on. I posted that on there. So OGV underscore golf. Follow me on Instagram at Orazo3 on Twitter at, at Orazo Lex. Instagram handles at Alex E. Aguirre. It's a personal page. If you're interested in sports cards, thinking about it, not sure, want to check it out at Lex underscore underscore cards. I can show you the ropes. Watch the uh, Middlecoff vlog. We thank you to everyone that has uh, tuned in so far. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. So, you know, if you can't watch us over the tube, you can listen to us uh, over the pod. Appreciate you guys. Thank you.